This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, number 524. 524. We've been doing this for a long time, Frankie. Long Not time. That Not that long. 524 episodes. That is, that is a significant number. It's uh, just over a th- half of a thousand. That's and math. 524 episodes later, you're still coming with the wisdom bombs left and right. That's why uh, they pay me the big bucks. I gotta get into a wisdom bomb shelter. Wisdom bomb shelter. You have overwhelmed me. AKA a tornado shelter. A tornado shelter. Well, Sharknado shelter. Shark. What would a Sharknado shelter look like? Um. You think it looked like uh, the cages they put in water? There's nothing been made that can withstand the Sharknado. Probably right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Doesn't exist. Doesn't even exist. Can't even imagine it. Yeah. But welcome to the show. We sometimes talk about gaming. Brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every single day. Coming in May, you can order GW products from our web cart. That's going to be really exciting and make it a lot easier for everybody yeah. uh, than the way we do it now. But in the meantime, feel free to shoot in an order for the Carriage and Overlords, which is the new hot release. Bam! Boom. Super excited. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Uh, extremely popular release. This is the new faction for Age of Sigmar. The steampunk, the steampunk Sky Pirate Dwarves, just such a cool faction. Yeah. The models are awesome. The setting is awesome. The story is great. Uh, the rules, the rules are debatable at this point. I think we're gonna, we're gonna uh, point counterpoint on that and talk about what we think, how the army is gonna play. I think, um, I think this is one you're gonna have to put on the table to get a good idea for how it's gonna play, because um, they don't jump out at you. They don't scream power at you nope. out the gates. But uh, I think they're going to be a lot of fun. They're going to bring a lot of people into Age of Sigmar, which is positive. Yeah. And of course, you can get those pre-order from Frontline Gaming at 25% off. This is one of the last times we're going to be able to do this, by the way. Right? Because come May 1st, when we go to a web cart, um, we're going to have to structure things differently. So if you do want to take advantage of those big savings, please shoot your order in to orders at frontlinegaming.org or call 888-781-5120. And we'll be happy to process your order over the phone. Uh, just be aware, GW already sold out. Yep. So, <laughs> Or you could even come down to the store and place an order. You can yeah. always come down to the store and place an order too. 2785 Kurt Street, baby. Right here in Point Loma, sunny San Diego. The sunniest. Of the Diegos. <laughs> I was going to go reference uh, Anchorman, but then I was like, no. No, no we're not going to do that. Definitely not. But uh, if you want to grab some, please do. But just be aware of the fact that there will be a delay because uh, GW has been dramatically underestimating the popularity of their our product lately, which I suppose is a good problem to have for them. It's I mean, a little, it's, it's a little great, frustrating right? for... It shows you know, that there's a lot of people interested in their products. Um, but yeah, they're definitely having growing pains. Yeah, we, this has been ongoing for like six months now. Yeah. But uh, we do get you your product eventually. You just got to be patient and it's the same everywhere. It's not just... Uh, not just us. Everyone is having the exact same problems. Yep. Uh, it was just like Shadow War Armageddon, which uh, well, well, sold out in literally like an hour. I wasn't expecting that. I, wasn't I, expecting I was that. shocked. Yeah. Because well, I, I guess with how much promotion GW put into it, it's... Fair enough. 
I could see it, but <laughs> well, they've been they've been doing a really good job. Like their new tactic of having people in the community that have already built an audience like us to talk about the products in advance. It's like not rocket science, but it's not the way they've done things in the past. And so we're really thankful that that they're doing it, and I think it's helping a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, well, plus their community page, their yeah. Facebook page, all that. They're like really press and go, and then their Twitch stream, which they get thousands of people watching. Yeah. Like, Anytime they plug something on there, they, they like did a big push for Shadowrun and it definitely showed. Shadow War. <laughs> or Shadow War, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Similar setting, different game. <laughs> yeah, different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, awesome. Shadow War Armageddon was a surprise hit from our perspective, maybe not from uh, GW's. Well, obviously there's two because they sold out in an hour. But I think uh, that's not going to be a problem. They are rushing to come out with a new uh, enhanced edition rulebook. Which that's going to have all the factions in it. So I think that that will satisfy the immediate need people have. Because what you need is the rules. Yep. The miniatures are, there are no new miniatures except the terrain, which is badass. And the terrain sold out instantly too. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want Dang. any of these things, we will yeah. get it to you in time. Just uh, all, all good things come to those who wait, I suppose. Definitely. But yeah, please do send your order in for the Carriage and Overlords. But uh, let's talk about it a little bit. Let's talk about the rules because I know that that's what a lot of people are going to be very interested in. Uh, if you do want to go check out some of the models, go to the flgpaintstudio.com page. And the guys have already started putting together some of the uh, the models. We have a, an Ironclad and some of the Arcanaut company models put together. They're amazing. Yeah. Really cool miniatures. Uh, I wrote an overview of the first part of the book, and that's up on frontlinegaming.org uh, if you want to go read that. It goes into this pretty good, pretty deep amount of detail. And I'm going to be writing the second part this week, which is going to talk about battalions uh, tactics for how I think the army is going to play because I think it's going to play very differently uh, and kind of a, a finalized overview. But uh, off the cuff, Frankie, why don't you lead off and talk about what your initial impressions are? Because your first impression of the book was kind of similar to mine before I really had a chance to like dig into it. Yeah, I don't, um, I'm not impressed. <laughs> that's that's tell, it. That's all I got. That's tell us it. how you really feel, Boom. buddy. No. Um, yeah, they, they look really expensive. Um, they don't really look like they hit all that hard either. Um, a lot of their guns are like the same guns that you get in uh, like uh, Dwarden, but they actually wound on a four opposed to a three. So yeah. it's a little interesting on why it, they're not as good as the other dwarves. Um, but uh, they are really fast, like Reese was saying. Uh, some of their, their vehicles, um, are really quick. I mean, they move 10 inches and then they have a bunch of different things to where they can move like in the hero phase. Uh, they can automatically run six inches. So these guys will be in your face like turn one. Um, the thing is like once they get there, I don't I don't really see how they're going to do all that much damage because of how expensive they are. Their airships aren't cheap. They're like uh, big scary characters like uh, the Star Drake. It's like about the same amount of points for like their big gunships. And uh, you're paying all those points and then your guys are like 20 points a pop. So you're not gonna have a lot of models on the table. Um, I'm not really seeing where the damage comes from. Uh, I think that's my main issue with it, so. Yeah, I mean, that, that is a good point. Like the, the Ironclad is 440 points, which is a big ticket item. That's 20% of your, more than 20% of your points, yeah. but it doesn't hit like a 440 point model. Like mm. uh, someone on that, like the Star Drake is. I think he's like 600 maybe. Okay, well, then he's significantly not. more expensive, but I don't know. for Carl Franz, right? He's my guy who's in that neighborhood. He does vastly more damage, but that's what he's there. He's a beat stick, and then he's a, a buffer. The, um, the thing that people are going to have to get used to, I think, with these, the, the airships, the sky vessels is what they are called, is that they're all about getting your army in position 
to win the fight in the local area. It's called local firepower superiority. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to take all your troops, like the ironclad, can hold 25 dudes. Right, yeah. you know, twenty guys, and that's something that we haven't seen in Age of Sigma. There are no other transports, so yeah, it protects your guys from getting shot, um, which is great. But it also doesn't really dish out that much damage. So, I mean, so. it's it's not terrible though. It's like you're gonna go with this great sky cannon, in my opinion, every time. It's a just it's a one cannon. It's the exact same thing. It's a yeah. cannon shot. Hit on a four, wound on a two, rend two, d six damage, and then you've got a ton of other little guns that put out quite a bit of firepower. So you're going to be rolling like 12 dice. Most of it's going to be rend one or two. And then if you had a bunch of guys inside that popped out and they all shot two, now you're talking like you could be putting 60 shots into one little area. And that's usually going to kill a unit, right? Uh, unless it's like an extremely durable, like a stone horn or something like that. Yeah. But you're usually going to wreck whatever you're going to attack. And I think it's going to be all about getting your guys in position to win the fight and then jump back in their ships and, and then bail out. Yeah, I mean, I... I only looked at the book for a little bit, um, but I didn't see like to where they get like any pluses to hit or anything like that. They get like reroll ones, I think, on certain things. They can get reroll um, ones. They can get plus one shot, which is yeah, plus arguably one really better. Good. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of their guns and stuff hit on fours, so they're not really shooting all that great. Yeah, but I think the key though is to remember is that they get lots of shots, yeah. right? So like a normal handgunner gets one shot. These guys have like two or three or even four in some cases. Mm-hmm. And the Thunderers, which are like the elite shooting guys, yeah. one of their guns has a 36-inch range. Oh, yeah. So you drop them on an objective in the back, and they just boom, boom, boom. There's blasting people. Um, there's lots of different ways to increase the range of their attacks. So Yeah, they also have some cool uh, like uh, battalions to where they get um, they can stop uh, people like casting, too. Yeah. Like, they get plus one to uh, unbind, and then their characters can unbind, like, three spells. Yeah. Like, jeez. <laughs> so that's pretty good, especially with how fast they are. They get up into that unbind range really fast. Yeah, and so. I, I think that the, it's, this is going to be a tricky army to play. It's going to be, like, old Eldar. Yeah. Where, like, not, not Eldar now, where a blind monkey could perform pretty well with the army. Um, old Eldar, like, 4th edition, 5th edition, where... If you coordinated everything, it was really good. If you didn't, they just get wrecked. I think this is going to be an army that's easy to lose with. Yeah, uh, I think just because of how expensive it is, it's not going to be a very forgiving army. Yeah. I think uh, just like if you lose your gunship early or you lose a whole unit early, you're going to be really uh, fighting on your back foot. So. Yeah, I agree. And then, like we noticed, the, the gunships have really low save. Like the Ironclad only has a four up and the frigate and the gunboat have a, a five up save. Which is not impressive. They do have a lot of wounds. Uh, and there's a lot of ways to heal them. Like the, the frigate and the ironclad heal themselves. And then there's like three different characters that can fix. Yeah, but it's just like with the shooting armies that we are seeing, like the catapults and uh, like, oh, like I, played against the, I played against the uh, pestilence. And their catapults are really good. It's a single shot, yeah. but it's Ren minus two. And it does 2d6 damage if you have a big unit. It's like, holy cow. Yeah. And those things the gunships won't even get a save. So shooting at them and just bringing them down, you're like, oh no. I know, I was really curious yeah. why they had such low saves. Cause like the metal ships, I was like, oh, they'll have a three up for sure. Yeah, or even nope. just a four plus across the board would be fine. I but, think that the yeah. Iron Clash should have a three up and the frigate and the gunboat should have a, a four up. Yeah, but. Right? Right, they don't. But I, I think that there's gonna be some fun stuff. Like the Thunderers, when, they, when you activate them in combat, they can just leave combat. Yeah, they, they have a lot of really cool rules. Like uh, in your hero phase, one of your units that's within three inches can pile in and swing or shoot. Mm-hmm. So 
Like, even if they get into combat, they're still going to be shooting you, like, twice a turn. It's, like, really good, so. And they almost across the board get rerolls to hit against heroes and monsters, which that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, the engine riggers, too, the guys have, like, the balloon on their back. These guys are pretty beefcake, dude. They each have three shots that are Rend 1, 1 damage. And in melee, they have a Rend 2, D3 damage attack. Yeah, and they're really fast, too. They're crazy really fast. They have a grappling Fred hook they can Morton shoot. going 12 inches. He's like, wee! <laughs> well, no, they, they can move 12, and then they have a yeah. grappling hook that they can shoot up to 24 inches and go across the table. They can go, like, 36, 40 inches in a turn. That's awesome. That's insane. That's really like, cool. oh, an objective? Thank you. And they're, they're really powerful, and they heal the sky vessels, and they have these hooks. Yeah. They can grab onto the ships, and they get transported in the ship, but they don't count towards the limit. Oh, that's cool. So they just, like, hold onto it and, like, zip along with it. So I think the, the, the trick to this army is you're going to be, oftentimes you're going to be going first. Yeah. Because you're only going to deploy a couple ships. Um, and that you're going to have to play, like, where is my opponent weak? Like, where can I attack him without getting all of his attacks back? Yeah. I'm going to go put my guys there hit him really hard, hopefully I don't get counterpunched too hard, jump back in my ship, go somewhere else, and then his melee units are just going to be running in circles, never really getting me. Yeah, I think what you're going to see is, like, armies with, like, two, maybe three ships, um, or just, like, one big, like, frigate or something like that. Or, uh, uh, two ironclads. Ironclad or something like that, with, like, all your guys in it. Yeah. And it's just going to fly up the table. I think that would be pretty cool. But Yeah, well, because, I mean, theoretically, you could put just an ironclad, put... Oh, you can't put all your battle line in there. It can only hold 25. But you could come close to it. Yeah. And then get a bunch of the balloon guys to hook onto it. And then you just fly And just use my one ship. Yeah, nah, 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 so, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, the, the gun the gun haulers, that's their, like, gunboat. They're, like, a more expensive artillery piece that only has one shot. Mm-hmm. Now, it is. It's a cannon shot. It's a short range, but it's, it is a cannon shot. But a normal cannon well, is 40 points cheaper, has longer range, and has two shots. Yeah. I mean, this, this loses out on, like, six inches. Even with its movement, unfortunately. And I wonder why its cannon is shorter range. Well, it's, it's because, like, you can't kill the crew, right? It has 10 wounds, yeah. so it's way harder to kill. It's, and it's very mobile. So you can put it in position. Mm. You can hide. So I, I don't know. I really think the movement is going to be what makes this army good or bad, is if you can play the movement game really well. Because yeah. they're going to be really good at winning the mission. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I mean, they are pricey, and their firepower is, like... They get more shots, typically, but they're not as powerful. It's going to be really interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be an army that you have to get on the table. But like we were saying, I don't think it's going to be very forgiving. So I don't either. But I do think the Thunderers are going to be like, they're like, dev- there's like a Devastator squad from, Fort- from Space Marines. Yeah. Each guy gets a badass gun. And even just like your regular, uh, the Arcanaut um, company, again, they can take three heavy weapons, basically. Yeah. Um, the uh, light skyhook, it's Rin 2 D3 damage. You can have three of those in a, in a unit. That's not bad. That, dude, the so. ten, 10 guys for 120 points. Yeah. That the sergeant gets a bunch of extra attacks. Each guy has three attacks, and you have three guys that have a Rin 2 D3 damage gun. That's really serious firepower for what you get. Yeah, I think they're going to be putting out a lot of shots, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll chew through a lot of stuff, but... I don't know. It, it, like you're saying, it's one of those armies that we got to get on the table. Um, but at first glance, my opinion is it's gonna be very challenging to play these guys. Oh, see, uh, the, the Aether Chemist. This is the this guy's the G. He gives you plus one attack to one type of weapon. Yeah. So you can do it on the the light skyhook, and now that unit puts out six Rin two D three damage shots. That's pretty good. They're basically an artillery piece. Yeah. Right. Or you can do it on their pistols. They all get plus one attack. You can do it on the. Um, 
the Thunderers, and they have the um, the Acer Cannon that's one shot, Rin 2, D3 damage, so they could get 10. If you took a unit of 10 of them, yeah, check it out. Oh, Frankie's coming around, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> To one type of weapon in the unit. It's pretty badass. So you take a unit of 10 Thunderers, they'd have 20 Rin 2 D3 damage shots. That's that will good. kill anything. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm coming at your Archeon with that. Pow! That's fine. Go for it. <laughs> Archeon is so powerful. <laughs> so do you see what I'm saying though? Like it's not, like I had the same reaction at first. I was like, this, these guys look kind of weak. And then I started reading it more, and I started thinking about it. I was like, no, man, I actually think that this army is going to be pretty good. So we'll see. This guy's a champion, dude. So you take three of these guys, and then they give them plus three. Well, okay. Or four. For the time being. Or six. I don't think – I think in the general sandbook, too, we're going to see no multiple iterations of the same power. We'll see, but for now, that's beastly. That's broken as <laughs> shit. You get, like – 20 shots with these guns. You're here to hear first, folks. Frankie breaks the game again. There you go. All right. Figured it out. Okay, they are good. <laughs> you so just have to take a lot of those chemists. The, the Aether Chemist is the best character in here by, by a mile, yes. in my opinion. But then there's some other cool stuff. Like there's a dude who like uh, summons the winds, the Aetheric Navig Navigator. So he makes your guys go faster, and he halves the movement of enemy flying units. That's crazy good. That's really good. Like, oh, Archeon. Boop. Welcome to the ground, sucker. He's just like, uh, flag against the wind is difficult. What's the range on it? Um, I think it's line of sight. 18 inches. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, all enemy units that can fly have their <laughs> movement within, within 18, though. That's so good. They're like, no. Oh, oh wreck that guy. Get not, him. Not if you can't get, get him. there. <laughs> and then they, they also, they have a lot of things that do mortal wounds to you when you charge them. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have like bombs tons. and stuff yeah. that they throw at you. So you charge them and then they draw bombs. And then one of their bombs lets makes you attack last, right? After everybody else's attack. But the reason that's so good is that the um, your heavy shooting units, when you nominate them, you just have them leave combat. They don't get hit. Yeah, because so, they have abilities to where they can just, like, leave. They're like, bye. <laughs> so instead of attacking, they just walk away from combat. Yeah. Uh, and then they can still shoot and everything afterwards. So you, if you position your models correctly, you can have it so that you have to charge them and the, the boat or make it very likely to do so. You drop that bomb on them, and then you have those guys just walk away. <laughs> I, like, bye, guys. I think there's going to be some cool stuff in here, but um, that's probably enough about that because we'll talk about it more uh, on the Ninth Realm, which is the podcast is actually about Age of Sigmar, but... We wanted to talk about this because this was the big new release, and we know everybody's been excited and emailing us and asking us questions. So, and the models look amazing. They're so cool. Um, I, I really love the direction that, that they're going with Age of Sigmar because this is very unique. Yep. It's not the Lord of the Rings, which is what Warhammer Fantasy basically was, mixed in with like every other cliche fantasy trope. This is something unique, and I like that a yeah. lot. So we've got a bunch of new FLG masks that we debuted over the last few days. I'll make sure to check those out. Uh, we have infested spaceship interior and normal spaceship interior. And I have to say, I actually was not the biggest fan of these designs. And then we printed it and they look amazing. They're easily one of the best looking mats. Yep. Like blew me away. I was like, oh my God, these look so much better in real life. Uh, not that the picture doesn't look good. It's just when you actually put it down on the table, you're like, wow. Yeah, it really wow. pops. It does. The lights look like they're glowing. <laughs> you look, it really does. Like you yeah. look at it, like oh my, yeah, that is clearly that's the inside of a spaceship, or it's like some futuristic space like base. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a version of it that is uh, not infested. It just looks like a nice clean 
uh, spaceship, and that'd be awesome for, for any game, really, but uh, it'd be really good for Infinity in the 4x4 foot size. But the 6x4 size would be awesome for Shadow War Armageddon. Uh, and then there's Infested Spaceship, which has been overgrown by uh, alien infestation. Also really, really good. That'd be a ton of fun to play with Gene Sealer Colt. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Tyranids. Like, really, Gene Sealer Colt would be, like, perfect for it. But uh, that would be a lot of fun. Make sure to check this out. We're also restocking on Privateer Press Mats. Um, these are the four original that we had. We've also got a new design that we're working on for Privateer Press. Really excited to debut that. Uh, and then we also had Space Mats come out. And these are all available. Space Mats. Space Mats. 4x6, 4x4, and 3x3, except the Privateer Press Mats are only 4x4. Pretty cool. Holy smokes. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Forge World just unveiled the latest <laughs> Primark. I'm sure most of you have already seen this, but wow. Magnus the Red, pre-demonic transformation. He's freaking awesome. It's pretty amazing, but unfortunately, in my opinion, doesn't live up to the Demon Primark model. Nope. I think I, the Demon Primark model is incredible. It, it's an amazing so miniature. amazing. Well, this one, it's like the base, I think, really. He's like moving rocks yeah. dynamically through the air with like his magic ability. And no, he's using the force. Maybe he is. But uh, it's an amazing, amazing model. Like He does look... Okay, it's it's pretty bad. It is amazing. I mean, it's like it's different, right, than yeah. the Demon Primark. But like in terms of a model... Is that like a staff sword or is it just a sword? Uh, it's a staff, if I remember correctly. Sick. He, yeah, and he's physically the biggest Primark. Yeah, because he's like part giant or something, right? Yeah, he's huge. He's bigger yeah. than Angron. Or he's a Cyclops. Well, he's not actually a Cyclops, but yeah. he's just he's just gigantic. Um, he does lose an eye, though. Aww. But uh, absolutely awesome miniature. I'm sure we're going to be painting a lot of these at the FLG Paint Studio. Yeah. Just bad. The, all the latest stuff they've come out with for Thousand Suns have been so awesome. Oh, yeah. The Thousand Suns models are amazing. The detail so on them is incredible. Too bad the rules are still maybe not all that great. Yeah. The Rubik Marines and the and the Scarab Occult Terminators are they look so cool, but they're just they're still they suffer from that uh, just being too expensive. Yep. You know, unfortunately, because like all you're seeing right now is just spamming out the the cabals. Unfortunately, because those miniatures are so gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, uh, we've got uh, pricing and rules have been released for Conflict Forty Seven, the new heavy walkers for the Soviets and the Germans. So cool, man. Uh, dude, <laughs> I am picking up the the. Um, the Russian heavy walker, what's the name of the Zeus is the German one, and the Soviet is the mammoth. Man. That's right. Uh, these these are right about a hundred bucks. They're ninety six dollars MSRP. Again, you can buy those from Frontline Gaming at a discount. Uh, they're big, big models. So cool. Yeah, and they're packing some heat. So like, when it gets into position, does it just like drop down? It's like <clears throat> so then the plate I, like goes into the ground. No, you know I don't know actually. I think they. Because the, the, in the game, they're like, yeah, like in the open field, the tank is better, but in an urban setting, the walker is better yeah. or over broken terrain. So that's why you would use them, not only just because they look freaking rad, but uh, Conflict 47, for those of you who haven't heard us talking about it, we're pretty excited about it here, is uh, it's an alternate history World War II game. It uses bolt action as the base, and it adds in some like science fiction units into yeah. it. And it takes place, obviously, in 1947 with the history, just like if you're a history nerd like me, I really like reading about World War II and World War One, et cetera, but- They just tweak it a little bit. They just tweak it just a little bit to make it, because like there's been there's obviously been alternate World War II games in the past, um, like Dust, for example, yeah. but they really change things. Like it's a significant change. This is like, they, you get the history and it's like hard to tell when it stops being real, when it starts being fake, but it's really fun. Like yeah. um, the Germans, the German army is resurgent. 
the Italian army is resurgent. The Japanese uh, also have rallied. And obviously, they do this to continue the story, right? Yeah. Uh, but the Germans use they like use not or um, uh, zombies to like buy time. So amazing. Yeah. So they send waves of zombies out against the Russians and uh, the Americans to like hold them back, and then they can like start rebuilding Rebuild, their army. Yeah. yeah. And they have like werewolf German werewolf troopers. They go. They send them out at night to like terrorize people. Oh, it's so good. Um, we're gonna be building army. There's there's three four of us that are gonna be playing, um, and we're all pretty excited. The Raw Doggers got uh, the Americans. It's got the Band of Brothers. So I'm playing sick. the Russians. Yeah. The models are just amazing, though. They're really they're, good. they're really cool. Well, it's, it's it's cool because you can use historical models too. Like yeah, like I'm using uh, uh you, you can use a Sherman next to a Walker tank. Yeah. Right? It, it just it's fun. Like especially if you enjoy history, it's a lot of fun. So. Don't forget, if you missed out on Shadow War Armageddon, we are giving away a copy. All you have to do is sign up for our newsletter. And you can do that by clicking on the banner uh, at the top of the Frontline Gaming's page. And all you have to do is sign up for the newsletter. If you're already a subscriber to our newsletter, you're already entered into the contest. We're going to be giving this away on May 2nd. Obviously, we're going to send it out in the newsletter. So the only way to find out if you won is to read the, the newsletter. Uh, we send out about one a week. It's not spammy. It just lets you know what's going on, lets you know about sales and all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, yeah, jump in there, sign up. We're also going to give away a fully painted Glockkin. Ooh. Painted by the FLG Paint Studio. It's uh, It's got one of your guys on it. It's got one of my free people's dead. dead on the base, which I thought was <laughs> lame. Or but amazing. It is pretty cool. <laughs> and we're also giving away three boxes of Stormcast Eternal Vanguard kits. Uh, one of each of the new ones that came out, the Paladors, uh, etc. Really, really cool models. And again, all you have to do is sign up for the newsletter and then read it and you can possibly win. Yeah. All right, we got some upcoming ITC events all occurring this weekend, including a major event in Victoria, Australia. We also have a GT, the Nowhere GT, at the El Paso Convention Center in El Paso, Texas. And that major is called the Menza Masquerade. So, I like it. yeah, there's tons of events. Gonna be a lot of fun. actually a masquerade? I hope it's a masquerade ball. That would be amazing. Mm. <laughs> I would wear one of those French bubonic plaid masks when the nose comes all the way out. Those I ones would, are creepy, man. I would knock over people's models when I <laughs> move my head. <laughs> You're like, is your guy on the objective? Is he? As you push him away from it. <laughs> that would be a move that would win me best sportsman, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yep. Most definitely. Yes, it sure would. And also, a big reminder about the SoCal Open. Registration is going to open on May 1st. This event is going to be huge. Like, huge. We have tons of space. So if you want to run an event at the SoCal Open, we are actively looking for TOs. Uh, so far, we have 40K, 30K. We have Age of Sigmar, War Machine and Hordes, Drop Fleet, Drop Zone Commander. We've got Blood and Plunder. That's going to be exciting. We've never had a Blood and Plunder uh, big event. And sweet. we're looking at possibly having Bolt Action too. So if anybody out there wants to run an event, we would love to have a 40K narrative event. I reached out to some friends of mine that do amazing narrative uh, campaigns. We'll see if they're interested. But uh, if you're out there and you'd like to run like a 40K narrative campaign over the weekend, uh, something fun like that, we have plenty of room. This is going to be a badass event. I think this is going to be the start of a humongous West Coast event. Yeah. Right? It's going to be a really, really good time. Again, right there on the water in Del Mar, which is in the northern part of San Diego. It's beautiful. It's really pretty. So definitely don't miss out on those tickets. May 1st. Keep May 1st, baby. So hit us with some questions in the chat. If anybody has any, let me see, Cybergen. Uh, what is that thing on the desk? That is a Glotkin. Big old Glotkin. It's a big old model 
played in a game called uh, Warhammer 40,000 or Age of Sigmar. It's uh, three brothers that have been mutated by the powers of chaos. So it's really actually cool. <laughs> cool model. Uh, let me see. We have a couple questions at the bottom, buddy. Uh, Tywinning, I feel like there are good combos, but they are hidden in the secret sauce in regards to the character and overlords. Yeah, I, I agree. I, 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 like you heard it just kind of us like talking it out. We discovered a couple of cool things. Yeah. I really think you're going to have to play this army to get a feel for them. But I think you're right. Like if you just go forward, jump out and try and win, you're going to get your butt kicked. Uh, Lock Infinity, if I summon a unit with reserve points, can it still run in the movement phase? I think when you summon a unit, yeah. it counts, that counts as its movement, which would include the run. Yeah. Uh, don't don't take my word. You know, that's not but gospel. But you can still charge. Yeah, you can still charge. Usually you have to roll pretty high, though. Yep. Unless you're on more, the more targets. Oh, oh 3d6. Good. God. Uh, the Halbar says, can you guys kidnap me for the SoCal Open? My wife is still mad about LVO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could try. We could try. Uh, it's going to be a really, really cool event. We're way more stoked. There's so many people that, that game in this part of the country, and they're, I think they're underserved. So I think this is going to be an event that's really going to take off. PJ Pants, I would like to open challenge Frontline Gaming Team to a 4v4 drinking challenge event at the SoCal event. <laughs> um, we can Something accept like it. Beer Fest? Oh, that would be awesome. All right, done deal. Let's we, plan it. We can accept that like on Sunday after the event. <laughs> Oh, I had a college re I had a reunion with my college buddies. One of my friends just had a baby girl, yeah, which was awesome. And we all went to go to meet the new baby, and then we went out and uh, we drank like we were in college again. But that was quite some time ago. I still don't feel good. Two days later, I'm like, oh my god, it's not <laughs> not doing that again. Uh, Arcane on ninety one. Anything core? Anything more? Oh, more on the release date. Oh. Uh, we're in the same boat you guys are in regards to that guys we just have to we just have to be patient and wait and see when and if anything changes with 40k so uh, PJ Pants is calling you out so if we can do it Reese after the event must participate if we can do it after the event I will I will be down uh -huh. and then I'll regret it the next uh -huh. day say that now alright everybody thank you very much for tuning in we appreciate it hope you guys have a great Monday excellent week and we'll catch you on Friday bye